There's some holes in my ass. There's some holes in my ass. There's some holes in my ass. I got a certified leak every day this week. Wet ass bell got my white game weak. Wet ass bell, me lo tiro fail. If you don't know what bell's a fart, so that makes my wap a big nasty shark. <laughs> Welcome to the Juan Too Many podcast. What an entrance. And uh, yeah, Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion got that wap, that wet ass pussy. And I'm sitting here with a wet ass myself. I think my interaction with GoTooth last week gave me the runs. I've been shitting my brains out since then. Um, I'm not going to front. It's been a rough couple of days. But like Michael Jordan, I'm stepping up in the NBA finals when he had the flu. And I'm going to play through this for you all. I'm going to make this podcast happen. I mean, shit's just been so bad that last night my girl offered me a tampon when I sharted in bed. I found that to be very disrespectful. But I still took her up on the offer. Well, what's up, everybody? I guess WAP is the uh, the word of the week, right? Uh, the acronym of the week. I got to say that goddamn Cardi B. She makes me feel gay sometimes with her lyrics. They're catchy as fuck. And I'd be finding myself singing them and questioning my sexuality. Like, did I just say, spit in my mouth, look in my eyes, this pussy is wet, come take a dive. Like, what the fuck is the matter with me, my gay ass? Sounding like Ben Shapiro over here reading those lyrics to WAP. And then she said, wet ass P-word. Get the fuck out of here. I hate people trying to make shit seem like the moment your daughter hears a song, she's going to start sucking dick. While I do agree that Cardi B's music isn't for kids, it's not like she's dropping WAP on Kids Bop 2020. Kids Bop WAP. I mean, that shit ain't... That's just not appropriate, but that's not what she's doing. This music isn't for her kids. And this is the same kind of thinking when people try to ban video games. Because it would make children more violent. Or rock music was for devil worshippers back in those days. Stop being such fucking prudes. Just monitor your kids. Listen to what they're listening to. Make sure you know what they're up to. In the end, hoes are going to be hoes no matter what music they listen to. I grew up listening to gangster rap, and at no point did I ever shoot anybody or sell crack. It's just lyrics. Trust me, kids see shit way worse than Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion right now on YouTube. Now, I also wanted to apologize um, for last week's hot rant fest. I didn't realize that I went on a tirade for over 20 minutes and didn't talk about anything besides my hot-headed ass. I'm going to try to tackle some more of the trending news um, today and moving forward. Uh, I know that's what you guys are here for because you care about what I think. A guy who started his um, podcast off um, singing a song about his wet ass. And now I'm going to talk to you about the uh, presidential election. <laughs> How about that? We've got some big news in the presidential race with the announcement of a new candidate, Kamala Harris. 
I'm sorry. I mean, vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris, who's uh, running mates to presidential candidate Joe Biden. <coughs> I see what you're doing, Democrats. Look, I'm not going to pretend I'm some sort of pundit that knows politics. Um, my knowledge of politics is very limited, but I do think that I'm very censored when it comes to politics in America. And I'm open-minded. Like, I don't lean in any particular way um, normally. I am a registered independent. I have been since the whole uh, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, uh, DNC debacle that happened a few years ago. Although I've always voted Democrat in every presidential election, I lean left sometimes. And on some issues, I lean right. I know as a Latino, it's not the right thing to say. It's not the cool thing to say. But there are some conservative uh, ideas that I agree with. And this is the second presidential election in a row in which I don't like either candidate. I don't love Joe Biden um, as the Democratic nominee. Uh, Who was the um, ex-senator Sophie Turner? She said uh, she's a Democrat, and she referred to voting as Biden. Uh, she likened it to eating a bowl of dog shit. Um, that's not a good look, coming from a fellow Democrat. But as I said, I'm not a big Joe Biden fan. And the idea that he's now running with someone who I really don't know much about, except the fact that she got no delegate votes when she was in the primaries, um, that really bothers me. Uh, she went after Joe Biden very hard um, during these primaries. I mean, she called him, she basically called him a rapist when she quoted um, Believe All Women. And she said that she believes the woman who at that time was accusing Joe Biden of rape. I don't know what happened with that. That whole thing just disappeared. It's it's crazy how politics and the media work where... Uh, Things are only spread and you're only informed on certain information if it's convenient um, for the narrative. I don't know. It's just it's just weird. But anyway, so she accused him of this. She also went after him about um, Joe Biden was against uh, busing children from, I guess, inner cities to better schools and white neighborhoods. And she referred to herself as one of those girls that was on a bus that Joe Biden tried to stop from being, you know, bust out to get a better education. So she went after him pretty hard um, when they were running against each other. So it's, it's, that's hard for me to imagine. Like, how the fuck do you choose someone who's basically shitted on you so much to be your vice president? But whatever, look, if she's the best person for the job, I have no issues with that whatsoever. My problem is, is that for like two months now, Joe Biden said that he was going to pick out of a small group of people. And this wasn't a small group of people that was just limited to they are the best fit for the job. He created this small group of people based on race and gender when he said he was going to make a black woman his running mate. Now... I have no issues if the best person for the job is a black woman. I think there's plenty of qualified black women who are amazing. I think it's, you know, it's great um, for the country. It's great for the world. It's great for everybody to have that if she's the best fit. 
But if you just picked her because she checks off those marks, that's not, that doesn't sit well with me. Especially when we can't ignore that there's a lot of rumors about Joe Biden's mental state. I don't know if this, there's any truth to this, but there's a lot of things where, um, when he's speaking and he's kind of forgetting things. And there's been a lot of allegations that Joe Biden's kind of losing his mind and he may have dementia or anything. And that's cause for concern. It could just be total bullshit. I mean, it could be coming from the Trump camp and um, conservatives just trying to spread misinformation uh, to help Trump in the election. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know how legit it is. But if it's true, it does worry me. I don't know if Joe Biden can handle the stresses of four years of being the president of the United States. He's no spring chicken. And as we've seen in the past, presidents age like a motherfucker when after they've been elected. I mean, everyone for, except for Trump, maybe it's because he just doesn't give a fuck. I don't know. But Bill Clinton came out looking old and disheveled. I don't know if Monica just sucked the soul out of him, literally. Uh, G-Dubs Bush looked older than his father after 9-11. Um, Barack Obama proved that black presidents do crack as he left office looking much more aged. Now, I know that these guys all did eight years in office, but even four years in or a couple of years in, you could see the aging. Trump, so almost four years. This motherfucker still has that orange glow. He hasn't aged one bit. I don't know if it's from golfing and uh, in his resorts. Maybe it's from bathing in the blood of immigrant children. I'm not sure exactly what he's doing, but he he looks good for Trump. Let's just put it like that. I won't say he looks good. He looks good for Trump. So now if Joe Biden takes office amid all this COVID shit, this fucked up economy, and a Donald Trump that you know, you just know isn't going to go away if he loses. Him and his MAGA trolls are not going to make this easy for anyone. I mean, we're already ha- hearing about um, the mail-in ballots and all this stuff. And I think the president... Um, the election is going to be really complicated and it's going to be really fucked up for whoever takes over. And the next president of the United States is inheriting one of the worst um, um, Americas in modern history. So I'm scared that Joe's crypt keeper looking ass doesn't have what it takes to make it four years. What I'm saying is if you vote for Biden, you're probably really voting for Kamala Harris. Now, I don't wish this to be true. I, I, I don't know Joe Biden's health. I'm only going on speculation and rumors and just using my common sense that, you know, he's old as fuck. And I don't know if a President Joe Biden would withstand four years in office. That means that we have to take a look at the vice president elect that we want Harder than ever. At least I am. I'm, I, I need to know more about Kamala Harris. I, I don't know enough about her. I know that there's um, a lot of people on the left who love it. They're very um, supportive of her. And there's the right who is just shitting on her and saying she's a horrible pick. And, uh, you know, there's, like always, the media, I'm in the center. And the left and the right, just they don't inform me enough. So I have to do some deep searching into Kamala Harris and 
I'm happy, you know, for her and happy for women, happy for the for um, black women. Uh, I think it's great, but only if she's the best person for the job. I, I don't give a shit about race and color. I want the, the best person for the job, especially when I think that the next vice president um, of Joe Biden's will end up being the next president of the United States at some point in his four years. Um, I seriously um, mean that. I, I, again, I hope I'm wrong, but uh, Joe's pretty fucking old, man. And it's a tough job out there. It's not going to be easy. Now, the one thing you'd think by picking a black and brown woman is that she could never be accused of racism, right? Well, you'd be wrong, Joe Biden. That's exactly how the right is painting her. Arthur and um, Indian conservative Denise D'Souza, who's originally from Mumbai, went out of his way to trace Senator Harris's lineage. And uh, this is the same guy who attacked Barack Obama and even referred to the former president as a boy from the ghetto. Now he's not happy with this fried chicken masala eating version of the vice presidential candidate. So he traced Kamala Harris's Jamaican heritage all the way back to some guy named Hamilton Brown. Who's Hamilton Brown, you ask? Uh, Back then, he was the largest slave owner in Jamaican history. He was the Jamaican Jeff Bezos. He came out with Slave Prime. Get a slave delivered same day. Now, on the Indian side, it doesn't get much better. Her heritage comes from the Brahmins, which was in the Indian caste system, the elites. And they shitted on and exploited the lower caste, which were the untouchables. Now, not only is uh, Senator Harris, according to this, racist because of her lineage, they're also going after the Burfer controversy all over again. Trump's pulling out that card as they're questioning if she's even an American citizen. (sighs) Politics is so fucking nasty in America. It's probably just nasty everywhere. But if Joe Biden could be called a rapist and racist by his running mate, I guess all could be forgiven. But then again, maybe Joe just forgot what Senator Harris said about him. Or maybe Kamala Harris is such a badass woman that she could be Biden's enemy in one race and become his BFF in the next. I mean, if I'm going to go to war and I know someone hits hard, I want to go with them by my side. Let's see how this plays out. I know personally, I'll be doing my homework before the election and learning more about Senator Harris, who may be our next, next president. Unfortunately, this won't be the only homework I'll be doing this fall. My kid's going back to school. And with the whole pandemic, that was the top, the hot topic issue all summer. Will schools open? Will they stay closed? Is there going to be a delay? What's happening? Will there be remote learning options? So like all parents, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I know Trump was making his threats about not giving schools funding and unless they open up and governors were in a pissing contest with him trying to figure out what's best. And here in New Jersey, I finally have some answers. Um, This past week, I filled out some forms and my daughter has the option to go to school in person or on a limited, you know, on a limited schedule or do remote learning. I went with the latter. We're still in a pandemic. My kid has a pre-existing condition that puts her at high risk. I'm not going to be the one sending my child out the house into schools like a canary in a coal mine. 
Are you kidding me? Elementary school kids are dirty little fucks. They're all catching COVID. But not my kid. I'm making sure that she's good to go. She's doing remote learning at my expense, of course. I learned this at the end of 2020 school year. We had to start doing all the remote learning and online classes, and it was a fucking pain in the ass. I had to constantly be involved. And I know moving forward that with her learning at home, I'm going to have to be even more involved than ever. Like the whole school year, it's just, it sucks. I hated school as when I was a kid. I was an idiot. I didn't pay attention. I, my favorite part about school was bullshitting with other kids and not the schoolwork. And the only good thing I get about my daughter um, is I get to bullshit with her. Uh, but I also have to deal with her schoolwork, which fucking sucks. So it's... It's a good and bad thing. It's good because it's keeping her safe. It's bad because I got to do fucking work. And I hate work. <laughs> Let me be honest. I hated it for myself. I hate it for my kid. I hate it. Like, honestly, if someone had just given me one, just one person, with all the warnings and all the advice I ever got about being a parent, if just one person has said, and you're going to have to do homework, I, I wouldn't have had a child. I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, if my daughter hears this, sorry, honey, but if I knew I was going to have to help you with homework, not going to happen. Just, that's it. You wouldn't be here. Um, there's a pill for that. Hanger, whatever. It, it beats homework. <laughs> but this is the situation that we're in. Now we're going to do remote learning. She's going to be home. And that's what's happening. And I, I want no parts of it. Like I'm over here talking shit that I'm going to do. Um, my homework on Kamala Harris and learn more about her. But I'm lying. I'm not going to do that. Whatever I learn about her is going to come off the memes. And that's how I'm going to determine who I vote for uh, come November. Right now, I don't even know how I'm voting, let alone who I'm voting for. I mean, they are taking away all the mailboxes. Have you seen this? Right now, protesters are outside of the house of Postmaster General Louis DeJoy's house. He's the guy who runs the United States Postal Service. He was appointed by President Donald Trump, and allegations have been made that he's removing mailboxes from across the country and cutting postal workers' hours in an attempt to mess with the voter ballots. I don't know if this is what's happening. I don't know if this is why the, you know, I don't know if this is just um, some sort of regular shit that they do where they remove mailboxes and people are catching on and trying to say it's uh, it's just in time for the election that they're doing this. I don't know. I read something that they're going to replace the mailboxes with new ones, that a lot of the mailboxes they're removing have been destroyed because of looting and all this other shit during um, during the summer. But uh, whatever the case is, if it is shady business and it is shenanigans, then we need to know about it. So um, I'm glad attention has been brought to that. I guess we'll figure out how that goes. But the Story is literally just breaking right now as I record this. Now, before I wrap up, I want to end on a new segment. I thought about this after my last episode. Uh, When I tried transcribing that episode, um, uh, all hot and bothered, it turns out I said the word fuck 85,455 times out of 90,200 words. That's not good. I tried to tone it down this episode. I don't want to say fuck just for the same the sake of saying fuck. I want my fucks to mean something. I don't want to just be full oh, fuck just because I think that's funny or to use it as a filler. Fuck is an important word. It needs to be used um, when you really mean it. 
And um, starting in this episode, I want to start giving out a fuck you to uh, someone that I feel deserves it. And uh, this week, the podcast's first honorary fuck you goes to New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. He canceled the 9-11 memorial lights, which could be seen from miles away and was a reminder of the tribute to those we lost on that day. Now, 9-11 has, uh, holds a special meaning to me. Um, one day I might express why. But um, it's a sp- an important day for all of America, especially New York City. So the lame-ass excuse that they gave for canceling it, because having over 40 stagehands and electricians on hand to um, operate the light, it was too risky during COVID. Now... This is the same fucking mayor who last month painted a Black Lives Matter mural on a Manhattan um, city street um, in front of Trump Tower, if I'm not mistaken, which is great. That's fine. I have no problem with that. You know, Black Lives Matter. All right, great. It makes people feel good. I have no issues. But the mayor was there painting this with over 100 activists. That was okay. This WAP, in this case, woke-ass pussy, also allowed thousands of people to protest throughout the city. Um, But that was okay because it was for Black Lives Matter. Fine. All right. No problem. But less than 50 people to manage the light during COVID is too risky? Well, fuck you, de Blasio, you fake-ass New Yorker. I hope Governor Cuomo slaps the shit out of your bitch ass. I'm glad I left New York before you ever got there. No wonder everybody's leaving New York. You're a fucking horrible politician and people like you disgust me. I'm already getting aggravated again. I don't want to start saying fuck 85,000 times. I could easily say it um, to uh, de Blasio's bitch ass. 85 the bitchio. I could say, I could fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. He's a piece of shit and I'm getting aggravated. So I think it's time that before I ruin the podcast, I say goodbye. Thank you guys for listening. Um, please subscribe and share this wet ass podcast. Um, remember Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, anywhere I could be heard, I'm there. Um, please, you know, review if you can. Drop five stars if you like. I'm trying to build this up, guys, and I, I hope that you continue to be a part of it. So, thank you for listening. Until next time, toodles.